Alright, we have been learning for some time on how to receive from God and to continue today, let's quickly read from the book of Jeremiah chapter 1 in verse 11, the Lord spoke to Jeremiah, he said, what do you see Jeremiah? Jeremiah answered and said, I see a rod of an almond tree. The Lord said to him, you have seen well, for I am watching over my word to perform it. That is, if I utter something, I'm looking out to make sure that thing comes to pass. I'm doing everything necessary to confirm the thing that I said. Please bear that in mind. There was a scripture we read the other time. Let's read it again. Those are the words of the Lord Jesus Christ from the book of John chapter 15. If you read in verse 7, it says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it shall be done for you. He said, By this is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. The word disciple refers to students. The word disciple refers to somebody who is actively following the master and learning his words and learning his ways. And he says, if as a disciple my words abide in you, then you will be able to ask whatever you wish and it shall be done for you. I've been saying, talking about how to receive from God, that God, the only thing he's doing is confirming his promises in your life. God is not trying to fulfill that agreement that you think you made with him. If you sat down in your house and said, God, I will do this for you and you will do this for me. It's your idea. You are not sure that he agreed to that agreement. People sometimes bring forth a deal and they expect God to do things for them just because they are doing for him. Please, I need to say this again. I know I've said it up to 10 times since I began this series. God is not doing something for you because you are doing for him. You are the one doing for him because he did for you. The Bible makes it clear that we are able to love because he first loved us. We are not giving to God so that he might give to us. There is a difference. I'm going to explain that as we go on. There is a principle of life that says that there is a seed time and there is harvest. And I'll explain to us how to tackle or how to take advantage of that. But when it comes to receiving from God, when it comes to going to God in prayer so that we can get from him, this is how we Christians go. We go based upon what Jesus did. I've been saying that. So Jesus said here, the first thing you do is to ensure that my words abide in you. You know, we have been explaining for some time. There are many things that Jesus represents. One of them is the word of God. He is the personification of all the promises that God ever made. That is, it is not just that he is the lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. We have, t- we have explained that already. But that beyond that, anything that God ever said is confirmed only in Christ Jesus. We read from 2 Corinthians chapter 1. He said in verse 20, For as many as may be the promises of God, in him, they are confirmed. So that's what Jesus is. So I'm emphasizing again to us again today that what God is doing is confirming his word. If you want to receive from God, therefore, knowledge of what he has promised is where you start from. And so my emphasis today, talking about receiving from God, is that you must be a disciple indeed. Please, that's my emphasis for today. That's part of what we are talking about when we are praying in the name of Jesus. So if we are coming to God in the name of Jesus, we are saying we are coming to you, God, based upon your promises. And Jesus said, first, you must be full of my words. You must know what I have said. You must know what the Father has said about you. You don't come to God to pray prayers that are not based upon what he said. You know, there's something John said in the book of First John chapter 5. He said, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. No, there are different ways to interpret that. The one most people understand, which is not broad enough, is the one in which they say that 
God will only give me that which he wants me to have. So I can ask him for a car if he wants me to have a car. Now that is true, but it's not exactly what John was saying. When he's talking about the will of God, he was talking about what you can know. You may not be able to know whether God wants you to have a red car or a purple car. It's only the day he gives it to you, you will know the one he wants you to have. But when John was talking that first John chapter 5, he was talking about the will of God that you can know, that you can understand. So he said, if we ask according to his will, he expects us to learn it. The will of God is something you can learn. The will of God is something you can discern through the study of the word of God. And listen to this. The will of God is only made known to his disciples. Listen. It is only those who draw close to understand that God gives the knowledge of his will. What's my emphasis? That for us to have an effective prayer life, we do not treat God as a, you know, an ever-present help in the time of need, which is what he is, but that's not all he is. You understand what I'm trying to say? That is, he's not somebody we come to only when we need something. No. He's somebody that we go out to learn from. So Jesus said, if my words abide in you, I say you will be my disciples indeed. That is, my disciples are those who are learning. If you want to have your prayers answered as Christians, first thing, you must make sure that you are always learning the word of God. You don't just come only to come and get something from God in the time of prayer. You must understand how to pray. And the way you understand how to pray is when you are constantly learning. When we're talking about what in the will of God, there are things you know. Let me give, an, I'll give a very practical example now. Sometimes, maybe people go to God. You want to pray, say, Lord, please, I want to be able to save up 10 million naira so that my children can go to a good school tomorrow. All right? And you start praying. People do that. Now, let me just quickly say to you, you will not get an answer to that prayer. You know why? Because Jesus said simply, these are his words, take no thought for the morrow. Don't worry yourself about tomorrow. So you cannot ask God in prayer to break his own rule. Are you getting my point? You cannot say, God, please help me to lay up treasure on the earth. Sometimes people pray that kind of prayer. God, please help me to disobey the word that you have said. Let me give you a very good example again. The book of James, James said that you have not because you ask not. And when you do ask, you, you do not get because you ask amiss. And what, what it means by asking amiss is, he said you ask so that you can spend it on your own lust. You understand? If you read um, well, my version, it says you ask with wrong motives. So motives are important with God. That's John, uh, James chapter 4 verse 3. So we understand that motives are important with God. So when we are going to pray according to his will, we must understand the motives that are right. So, for example, if you go to your house and you go to pray, and every time you say, God, and this year I have to build a house, or this year I have to buy a car, this year I have to marry. God said, no problem. So what's, what's the issue with car, house, and marriage? He said, you know, last Christmas when we went to the village, you know that Emeka was just showing off the new car that he bought, and then um, Chinedu was dedicating his house. I was just standing there looking like an idiot, but I have not made any progress. So, God, this year, this year you will do something for me. So that when we are going back... You know, to the village during Christmas, I will have something to show. Listen to me. God will never answer you. You have asked against his will. For he says clearly, a man's life does not consist in the abundance of the things which he possesses. You don't just come to God to ask for your needs. You must first come to him to learn. You understand? Many of the prayer points that people are making in life, God can't answer because this. you are saying, God, everything you say we should not do, do it for me. I want to prove to everybody that my life consists in the abundance of the things which I possess. So I come and I fast and I pray so that God will do something for me which he says is not important. For example, I want to be able to talk. So you want to get the ability to talk from the size of your car. You can do it between you and the devil, not between you and God. God will never cooperate with that. That is what it means to ask according to his will. That's why Jesus said, if you abide in me, 
and my words abide in you. That is, you, I will teach you what is important to pray about. For example, God used to give a lot of prayer points. That Jesus used to give a lot of prayer points. He would say, the harvest is plentiful and the laborers are few. Pray the Lord of the harvest that he will send laborers into the harvest field. Do you know, as a child of God, as a Christian, you can pray for money on that premise and God will pour it into your life. Now, you are not deceiving him. Is that You are saying, for example, God, we need to spread truth. We need to spread righteousness. We need resources to be able to do that. It's like saying, pray the Lord of the harvest that he will send financial laborers into the harvest field. So you see that the reason why I'm asking God for money, do you understand my point? It's, it's right because he has given that. There are scriptures you see, for example, he said, he that does not take care of his own household is worse than an infidel. So you find that you are finding it difficult and that household there is not just your wife, your children. If you look at it, even if you're a woman, it still applies to you. It can be helping your sister, helping your brothers, helping people, anybody who's connected to you. As a child of God, you can see that and say, God wants me to be able to help those who I need because in that context, he was talking about widows of your household. I can take that up to God in prayer. And it is your will that I'm able to help those who are in need. Therefore, for that reason, I'm asking you for an abundance. And he pours it into your life. Why? Because you are asking according to his will. That's how disciples pray. First of all, the point I'm making today is that we must be disciples if we're going to be effective in our prayer life. You have just listened to a radio message by Pastor Banky. More of this and other messages are available from our website, kwm.com.ng. To contact us, write us at radiosermons at gmail.com and do not forget to do your part in spreading the kingdom of God by sharing this message with someone else. Thank you for listening and may the fruit of this word blossom in your life.